Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, February 17th, 2023. What's happening? What's going on? How are you? My name is Quinn Furness, and this is my show. And uh, my, oh my, can you believe it's already February 17th? Feels like Punxsutawney Phil just came out of his shadow, and all of a sudden it's two weeks later. It's going to be March in exactly two weeks here, Friday, March 1st. That's going to be crazy. We only have one more episode after this. Our pledge drive, telethon, fundraiser, which I want to speak on very briefly uh, today, right after I mentioned that listener discretion is advised. When you're listening to the Beantown Podcast, number one, occasionally some language, number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. Also, hello to our friends in Pakistan. Whether you're calling in from uh, Karachi, Hyderabad, Khyber Pass, wherever, doesn't matter to me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the nation of Pakistan. And I want to, of course, say thank you to our sponsors, uh, Home Pride Oregon. If you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, call someone safe, someone certified, an expert you can trust. There's nothing worse than buying a new home, not going through the proper inspection routes, and then all of a sudden getting footed with a an HVAC bill or a new roof repair or uh, you know an alimony payment or something that you didn't catch on your home inspection. That's why you call Steve, 541-410-0316. Mention code Q.QueenD for a special discount. Tell him Quinn sent you 0% off, limited time only, now through President's Day. This is uh, this is President's Day weekend, isn't it? That just hit me. Uh, the reason it just hit me is because they don't have a three-day weekend. But my lovely, darling GF Rachel does. And we'll mention Rachel uh, briefly a little bit later on in the show. She's not here. She had to go to work uh, in the office today. Typically, we both work from home on Fridays. But she's downtown supporting this family uh well gosh i i can't just can't help myself i'll say now happy anniversary to my lovely gf rachel ramos three years this uh this wednesday i think is our anniversary or tuesday it's the 22nd whatever that is you know it's it's wednesday because last year was our second anniversary on a tuesday 2-22-2022 it was maybe the greatest thing of all time uh just in terms of that's incredible how that worked out. It wasn't one thing. It wasn't two things. It was just boom, 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 boom. Two, 22, 22 on a Tuesday on our second second anniversary. I guess the only thing that would have been better would have been our 22nd anniversary or maybe our 222nd anniversary. But regardless, I digress. Happy anniversary coming up uh, soon to my Lover. Uh, back to our ads. Thank you to our friends, the Cuts by Q Boutique Barbershop All-in-One Do-It-Yourself sort of thing. Literally, I just did a Cuts by Q, did a little neck shave, and I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling ready for this three-day weekend for some, not for me, but uh, it's it's exciting nonetheless. And I also wanted to, of course, Say thank you to the Samson Q2U series for crisp, fresh, crisp, clean audio quality time and time again. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. We are going to be moving pretty fast here on the show today because I actually don't have much time. 
uh, it's it's about five fifteen p.m. here, and I've got a got something else to do at six sharp. So we're gonna jump right into it here. First and foremost, the Beantown Podcast Sixth Annual Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser is up and running. We already have a donation. Thank you so much to those of you who have donated. We've got some great tiers. If you want to read more about it, you can go find it. Uh, any of our socials, you can go to beantownpodcast.com to find the link. It's right there on the homepage. I just designed a great new graphic today uh, with some special guests on there that I think you're going to enjoy. You can find the link there. You can also just Google search Beantown Podcast 6th Annual Telethon Pledge Drive Telethon Fundraiser, and you will find it. Um, but we're, we're raising money again, this for the operation costs of the show. Everything gets matched by yours truly one for one to the United way of Metro Chicago. We're going to the, uh, the, the GoFundMe is wide open, uh, and we're going to be, uh, continuing to collect money until we reach our goal from you all. And the telethon itself is going to be next Sunday. Uh, it's going to be next Sunday, February 26th. At 2 p.m. Central. So you have that to, you know, put it on your calendar. It's going to be great. We'll have the live call in, 815-298-7200. You can also, of course, uh, follow or watch us on the YouTube stream. I'll try to do it on Facebook as well. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. It's always a good time. We always get people calling in. I got to make sure I remember to set my... Um, I got to remember to set my uh, voicemail message, which I never do. So, you know, so people can call in case the lines are busy, you know, that sort of thing. So that's what's going to be happening next Sunday. Really excited for it. And that brings me into today's topic, a very abrupt transition, really no transition. If If this was my ninth grade English paper, and I did a paragraph transition like that, my, my dear mother, who taught English for a while, would not be pleased. But I wanted to give a shout-out, and this is what today's show is going to be about. We're going to have trivia and all that stuff. The breakfast sandwich. Okay? And you're, you're sitting there, you're thinking, gosh, this took a hard left turn. What on earth are we... How did we get here? But well, at the same time, I love breakfast sandwiches, and so I think it might be kind of nice to see what, what old Quinster has to say about it. Um, the breakfast sandwich is amazing. And the reason I mention it, the reason we're talking about it on today's show, is because I didn't actually really cook this past week. It all started because I knew Rachel and I were going out on Valentine's Day to our favorite Robert's Pizza on Tuesday night. And so I was, you know, we were at Jewel, actually like three days in a row, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but we're at Jewel uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, actually, which is chaos, mayhem, as any grocery heads out there would know. Well, we were getting some snacks because we were going to a party. Last, last weekend, we were crazy, man. We hosted a party, well, a, a dinner, uh, really a drinks, a pre-dinner drinks thing, if we get it all the way down from party on Saturday night, and then we went out Sunday night. On a school night, nonetheless, for a Super Bowl party. So there's a lot of snackage, a lot of beverages to be consumed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we're there, and I'm thinking, you know what? I don't really know if I feel like cooking this week. I don't need to cook Tuesday, really. I'm just looking for something Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, I guess Friday. I'm like, you know what? We got plenty of stuff at home. 
We got lots of eggs. We got cheese. So let me th- let me grab some rolls and some turkey bacon here, and we're gonna get going on some breakfast sandwiches, which are absolutely delicious. Here's the number the number one thing about the number one rule about breakfast about breakfast sandwiches is that there are no rules. You can use whatever bread you want. You can make it vegan. You can make it gluten-free. You can do sweet. You know, you drizzle some syrup and some uh, sausage links on buttered bread. You can make it savory, which is what most breakfast sandwiches are. You can make it a combo, which is what uh, that, that sweet breakfast sandwiches that I described. You can do anything you want. You can use jumbo grade A eggs. You can use medium-sized grade C eggs. You usually only see the grade A eggs in the grocery store, although I'm not personally opposed to buying grade B or grade C in these tough economic conditions. You, let's talk bread, okay? Rachel had uh, uh, English muffins at home, and she graciously offered me an English muffin for my breakfast sandwich. And I said, you know what? This is going to be, because I'm not fully, I don't do one meal a day anymore. I have a banana and, uh, well, these days some like trail mix for lunch, usually around like 3 p.m. or so in my office. But the the dinner is really the star of the show. It's a big the big meal, it's where I get at least two-thirds of my calories in any given day. So I'm like, you know what? If I, if I want this breakfast sandwich to really hit and uh, carry me through for you know almost 21, 22 hours, I think I'm going to need a little bit higher power, something more high-octane. So I go to the Jewel Bakery, and I just get it's, it's just, you know, a four-pack of some of their freshly baked rolls. Which were uh, which were nice, almost you know, kind of like the shape of a large croissant, but not that you know buttery, more just kind of your standard roll, but good for slicing in half and making a sandwich out of. So I get I get fully loaded with with my rolls, but you can do anything you want. You can do the English muffin. That's a little bit more of uh, you know, kind of like an egg McMuffin vibe, if you will. You can uh, go with your classic toast. You could do all sorts of toast. You could do white, wheat, rye, sourdough, pumpernickel. And I don't know if you really make pumpernickel toast. Maybe, I suppose. Whatever you're in the mood for, ciabatta, C-I-A-B-A-T-T-A. How many, how many T's in ciabatta, Pat? That's a tough one. Two T's. Looks like I was right. Old Quinster strikes again. I'm trying to remember, did I ever... I'm trying to recall if I ever won a spelling bee in my life. A quick tangent. And this can be one of our call to actions uh, for the podcast this week. Do you remember Quinn ever winning a spelling bee? No, my call to action, uh, email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, it's beantown, uh, B-E-A-N-T-N podcast at yahoo.com. Your your first step is, uh, your first challenge is spelling it right. But let us know, did you ever win a spelling bee before? And if so, do you recall your winning word? I remember, because everyone remembers the word that, you know, got that, that they lost, that they missed, right? And I'm trying to recall, I think one that I missed was satellite. I think I spelled it S-A-T-T-E-L-I-T-E or something like that. 
Um, not the easiest word. And I, you know, I never did a spelling bee after like sixth or seventh grade, I feel like. So, um, I don't know, but every, you know, that's the thing with words, right? Everyone's always got ones that that other people get and you're like, oh, that's so easy. And then the one you miss, you think is hard and someone else thinks is easy. Like I remember one year, the winning word, it definitely wasn't me. I don't think I can actually, actually, I now I can't remember, but this word sticks out to me. One of the winning or the winning word was helmet. Uh, H-E-L-E-M-T, which feels like, I don't know, us crazy white homeschoolers, you're always doing World War II reenactions or Vikings landing at, uh, you know, Iceland in 1062. There's a lot of helmets, right, in the air, just in the general atmosphere, even though your standard 21st century kid doesn't wear a helmet all that frequently, unless you're a football star, I don't know. But, uh, email us. Let us know what words you, you remember from your childhood spelling bees. But going back to our breakfast sandwiches here, yeah, you can, you can do any sort of bread you want in case, uh, or in fact, you know, for those people who are out there saying, well, Quinn, of course, breakfast sandwiches are delicious, they're tasty, they're scrumptious, but we just can't afford the carbs, the, the transactional fats, all that sort of stuff. Uh, here's what I, well, if you don't want to load up on the toast, you don't want to load up on the bread, use... I got a, it's inspired, here's an idea, inspired by the KFC Double Down, you can grill up, well, you don't have to grill it, you can really just cook it regularly, you can get two separate things of eggs going, think like an omelet, but you slice it where you would fold it in half, that can be your bread, okay, then you can throw whatever else on there you want, you can have your your meat, your protein, you can throw on uh, some sriracha, you know what Rachel Rachel had this week that really took the breakfast sandwich to a whole new level. She was gracious enough to share avocado. I don't think I've ever had avocado on a breakfast sandwich until this past week, but it was delicious. So if you're if you're out there, we've we've talked about some of the different combinations already. We haven't talked meats yet. Uh, let's talk that real quick, and then we'll talk about what my sandwich looked like this week, and I loved it. Um, I I was a turkey bacon guy this week. Uh, because it's you know it's thin, you get a nice different texture there. Uh, you can do any sort of you know sausage link, turkey sausage. You can even if you're worried about it, you know the kind of cylindrical space that it would occupy, and things rolling around your sandwich. You can even slice them in half, give them more of that flat base. You know you have then your semicircle action going on. It will stick to the bread a little bit better. Uh, so that's, you know, you can do a variety of things with your protein. You know, typically when we're talking a breakfast sandwich, it's going to be, you know, you're going to have either a bacon, a turkey bacon, a sausage, a turkey sausage of some kind. You don't typically hear about chicken being thrown into breakfast sandwiches because you don't have chicken for breakfast all that often, at least in the United States, where we're located. It's a all-American patriotic podcast. Other things you could do, though, I mean, I don't know if there's really any other meats. You know, the whole kind of sausage links and bacon and turkey uh, alternatives really kind of have a corner on this breakfast meat market, if you will. I, I suppose one other thing that you could entertain would be that thick slab of Canadian bacon, which is essentially just ham. Uh, you could even soak it in like a, a honey glaze. Or something. Or what about this? Here's a technique that you don't see people talk about. And Rachel and I have been watching Cutthroat Kitchen the last couple of nights, and I haven't seen this done yet. But what if you? So you got your deep fryer, right? 
you throw stuff in there, it comes out nice, gold, brown, crispy. What if in addition to the oil, you threw in some some fun flavorings? I'm thinking honey sriracha. I'm thinking uh, maple wood, maple camp stove. Uh, maybe cotton candy. You know, whatever you want your your fried ham to taste like. You could even be spam. It could be spiced ham with a oaky uh, finish to it. I really don't judge. I'm wondering though, the, kind of the technique behind adding some flavors like those Mio shots, M-I-O, that you throw into your water to jazzercise it. What if you throw that into the deep fryer? Does it work? Do you get that lingering flavor alongside that fried goodness? These are, these are things that keep me up at night. But to kind of finish it off, then you need you need some you need a, you're going to want a little bit of moisture, right? So you're going to want some butter or maybe a mustard aioli. You don't typically associate mustard with a breakfast sandwich, but I think I think there's a reality. I think there's a sandwich out there where you get it just right and you nail it. Maybe a a mayo aioli is a little bit more. Um, you know, soaks up whatever flavors you're putting in there. So that's to to. Put a, to, to put a cap on this, that's the beauty of the breakfast sandwich. You can do whatever you want. It can be whatever you need it to be, whether you're having it during breakfast, whether it's more of a uh, dinner sort of thing as it was for me this last week. I'll tell you what I had. So I, I mentioned those rolls I got from the Jewel Bakery. You just slice them right down the middle, long ways, right? Don't be an idiot. And then I slather it up with a little bit of butter. Not too much because you, you want to get that butter flavor, but you don't need to go overboard. And then I actually broiled it. And I stuck it right under those flames for about seven, eight minutes. It gets super crispy. You're going to have crumbs, right? So you guys are going to want uh, a plate would be good. I've eaten plenty of sandwiches in my day without a plate. This isn't, this isn't that type of sandwich. There's going to be, you're going to bite into it. Crumbs are going to be going across into the second bedroom, okay? So you're going to make sure you have a plate. Um, I then, uh, I mentioned turkey bacon is what I got. So I, I scared up a number of strips, and uh, I think I placed three to four slices of turkey bacon on this sandwich. Then I scared up three eggs. I just did kind of a scrambled sort of deal, nothing too fancy, not exactly an omelet, although that would work pretty well for these purposes because you want something that's kind of long, uh, long ways, if you will. If you just kind of mash it up and go crazy and you're completely careless and you're, when you try to assemble your sandwich, it's going to be all over the place. Those eggs are going to be flying everywhere. So you want to be careful with how you construct it. And then, uh, let's see, anything else that I put on there? I mentioned our roll, our butter, our eggs. Oh, uh, Rachel's avocado, of course. She was gracious enough to share. It's really just going to add that uh, it's a nice kind of creamy finish. You get your eggs, which is a nice bite. You get uh, some good crisp from the turkey bacon. You got these buttery rolls that are very crispy as well. These avocados are really going to kind of uh, bind it all together, if you will. And then I just used what I had in the fridge, which was just a little bit of uh, the, the hot sauce that I typically put on my you know, eggs and potatoes and stuff. But you could really go crazy with sort of a, uh, a, a, a mayo aioli, a spread of some sort if you really wanted to. There's a million things you can do with it. You could stick a little toothpick in there at the top with a uh, you know, a, a Danish flag or something. If you were reading Little Mermaid, I don't know. Whatever you're, whatever you're feeling. Speaking of reading, 
quick sidebar. I finished, and we're getting close to wrapping things up here, but I finished uh, Blood Meridian this past week, Cormac McCarthy, my first ever McCarthy work. And I got to say, I think it's one of those books where I understand why it's so critically acclaimed. It's just so kind of blunt in its description of violence and you know everything that happens and it's just very like to the point um so i i can appreciate it for that aspect i struggle to see why it's considered like a literary classic on its own i don't i i don't know enough about just everything else the context everything else going around the book to be able to have an informed opinion on this stuff but i personally believe that the book itself doesn't necessarily or doesn't necessarily warrant being considered a literary classic. If you've never read it, I think it's worth a read. It doesn't take that long. I think it's like 300 pages. I will say, if you're someone like me who's not familiar, and I'm guessing this is just his writing style, uh, but it's kind of tough to read. There's just, you know, the lack of, uh, like, quotation marks and oftentimes punctuation makes it a challenge. Um, And I'm also someone who my eyes can kind of wander a little bit. And it's definitely the sort of book where you'll get through like three or four pages and you'll, your kind of mind will come to a point of clarity and you'll be like, what? I have no idea what has happened the last two or three uh, pages here. So it's that kind of book. I liked it. Unfortunately, we don't have Rachel here to do uh, Rachel's reviews, which is a popular new segment on our show, but maybe we'll get her on soon. But Blood Meridian, uh, check it out if you like. I think I'll try No Country for Old Men next, maybe The Road. Uh, But in the meantime, uh, I've got a little David Sedaris waiting for me at the library, which I've also never read. So I'm excited. I'm trying new things. Just like, hey, guys, if you know someone, uh, time for a little MLM pitch. If you know someone who you think would love the Beantown podcast, maybe their first time on the show could be our, or listening to the show could be our Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser. Uh, let them know. Tell them about our stickers, our Topaz Elite Club that we've got this year. Tell them about you know our top 10 horse names, our taxes special. Those great episodes are coming up, or Quint's birthday show, or St. Patty's Day. Whatever it takes. Get them in. Tell them, email beantownpodcast.com, uh, email uh, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com, or go to beantownpodcast.com. Tell them to check out the Beantown blog. You know, Maybe you got some fans of poetry. Uh, in your close circle of friends. They might like our brand new poem, Love Is, that we wrote and debuted live on the show last week. So that's your that's another Beantown call to action. But breakfast sandwiches, they're so versatile. Really didn't get into them until recently. We never had them growing up. It just wasn't a thing. We didn't have that many eggs growing up. Um, and certainly didn't have a lot of like protein other than... Um, in terms of non-dinner, you know, your chickens and your venisons and stuff, in terms of like, you know, you're not going to find a lot of bacon or sausage links in the house, typically, unless it's like Saturday morning breakfast and Pop's making pancakes or something like that. Beyond that, though, um, it's it's kind of, I've kind of come into it on my own. Love me a breakfast sandwich. So this was just our salute to the breakfast sandwich. And uh, it doesn't, doesn't, warrant a a full episode, which is why this is a shorter episode and it works so well. Because guys, we're going to be on the air for upwards of, I don't know, two, three, four, five, six, seven hours next uh, Sunday. We'll go right up until uh, the Real Housewives of of Potomac 
Reunion Part 2 debuts or Last of Us or whatever we end up watching next Sunday night. The last thing I wanted to mention here, and then we're going to sign off under 30 minutes, is our trivia question for the week. It's going to be a little bit different just in terms of what I'm looking for and how it's structured and stuff uh, than the traditional I ask you a question, you give me one answer kind of thing. And it has to do with breakfast, not necessarily a breakfast sandwich per se because I couldn't think of a great breakfast uh, sandwich trivia question. But we're going to go into it. And this is according to IamAFoodBlog.com, which frankly is just sort of what I what I found, okay? So it's the top search when you Google uh, the question I'm about to ask you. And this is just going to be get as many as you can sort of thing. And if you can get them all, fantastic. If not, don't beat yourself up. You can always email your results to BeantownPodcast at Yahoo.com to to get on the leaderboard uh, for year six and see how you did. Here's the question. It's very simple. What constitutes or what goes into a traditional English breakfast? So an English breakfast, you may or may not be familiar with the concept. It's a breakfast commonly eaten in England and the former colonies. For example, when uh, I was in Rwanda visiting brother of the show, Jack, along with my mother, uh, we had some things that were variations of an English breakfast. It certainly wasn't exactly what I'm uh, uh, about to describe as far as answers go, but it was, you know, sort of that European style. You're not going to really get a breakfast sandwich in that European style breakfast or that English breakfast, the traditional English breakfast. Um, but you know, it was closer than what you usually have here in the States, in the colonies, if you will. So again, one more time before we dig in, uh, reveal our answers, we're not going to do much digging, uh, cause I've got a hard stop. What goes into a traditional English breakfast? And again, uh, you can you can bark at me if you got different answers than me. I'm just coming from imafoodblog.com slash a breakdown of the full English breakfast. Okay? So you can check that if you're curious. And there's a lovely picture um, that I think you're going to want to see. Okay, so here is what goes into a traditional English breakfast per this website. Sausages. Okay, it could be pork sausages. Typically, it could be, you know, that's pretty much what a sausage is. Next up, black pudding. This was kind of the wild card because one of the, like, thumbnails had it, but then when it says, like, there's two lists of, like, what goes into a full English breakfast. The first one has it. The second one doesn't, all on the same site, which is kind of confusing. There's the list. Okay, so there's a section that says, according to the internet, full English breakfast need. And then there's a second section that says ingredients. And they make up different things, which is confusing. So I'm trying to go for the all-encompassing, all-inclusive list here. Black pudding goes into a traditional English breakfast. And this says if they don't have black pudding, you can ask for blood sausage. Okay, Um, Burying sausages. uh, Oh, you can get this when you're buying sausages at your butcher. I thought it said burying sausages. And I thought that's a great waste of sausages next up english bacon it's like regular bacon but your your pig has a cockney accent next up eggs probably the easiest one to pick here and uh i guess oh yeah we talked about eggs earlier in our breakfast sandwich uh next up tomatoes huge underrated breakfast item in general if you have a good tomato that's like ripe and juicy and full if you will like my lips you're gonna want you're gonna want that as part of your breakfast. Next up, mushrooms. I do love a good sautéed mushroom. Just one, just one gigantic 
mushroom. No, I prefer the little guys. Fried bread. You can do it like French toast style. You could deep fry it, throw in some Mio shots. And then beans, baked beans, kind of the out of left field one you didn't expect. That is also part of an English breakfast. So again, I think we had, uh, what did we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight ingredients. Is that what we had here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Again, they were, according to imafoodblog.com, the eight ingredients in a traditional English breakfast. Sausages, black pudding, English bacon, eggs, tomatoes, mushrooms, fried bed, bread, and beans. Preferably baked. Like I'm about to be in two or three hours. Just kidding. Probably won't get baked. If, if taking a edible that makes you sleepy and you fall asleep in you know an hour and then you wake up feeling refreshed nine hours later is baked then i'm getting baked baby okay that's what i had for you uh let us know how you did on trivia go have a breakfast sandwich if you'd like guys our pledge our telethon fundraiser will be 2 p.m sunday february 26 you can call in you can watch on youtube you can donate you can do all three you can be a topaz elite member and get a sticker and all those other great prizes thank you so much for listening to my show thank you for making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in pakistan one of the top 500 podcasts in the city of chicago my name is quinn thank you so much for listening i will check in on you oh uh i forgot one last thing i was on my facebook memories uh you know day before super bowl sunday whatever super bowl sunday was 2022 i forgot i had done this I I predicted the score of the Super Bowl, and I was off by one point. So I got Rams over Bengals, and I think I predicted it was like Rams by five, and they won by four or something like that. And then this year, I predicted Chiefs by two, and it was Chiefs by three. So again, off by, or Chiefs by one, I predicted Chiefs won by three, so it was up by two points. You could say, Quinn, gosh, you're getting worse and worse every year. You missed it by one point, then you missed it by two points. Next, you know, give it 30 years, you're going to be off by 34 points. Maybe. But I'll say this. I'm, I'm hot, baby. So we're going to Vegas next time. Uh, a little winter escape, if you will. Probably not, actually. But that's okay. My name is Quinn David Furnace. Let's cue up some outro music. I'll check in on you next time. Stay safe. Stay sane. And uh, we already said it. So, bye.